service. Hey, I'm Jake Brennan, and I want to tell you about Disgraceland, the award-winning music and true crime podcast that I host. Disgraceland tells the stories of musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. Fleetwood Mac, Nipsey Hussle, Cardi B, Ozzy Osbourne, Taylor Swift, Tupac, The Beatles, Amy Winehouse, Jay-Z, The Grateful Dead, and so many more. This is not the music history you've heard before. This is an uncensored, immersive look at the lives of musical icons as seen through the crimes they've committed or that have been perpetrated against them. Did Jerry Lee Lewis murder his fifth wife? What really happened to Sam Cooke in that seedy motel at 3 a.m.? And how did the Rolling Stones wind up sleeping with the First Lady? Wait, what? New episodes of Disgraceland drop every Tuesday with bonus episodes released on Mondays and Thursdays. So get in, buckle up, and join me in Disgraceland. Available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. rock roll Hey guys, excited to be in your feeds today talking about Benedict Cumberbatch, but just a quick heads up that over in the Disgraceland feed, we got a brand new episode on Sean Diddy Combs, as well as a rewind episode from our archive on The Temptations, both available right now. And uh, for parents and for kids, for the whole family really, do yourself a favor, go find our brand new show, Music Land Stories, a new collaboration that we've done with Double Elvis, our company here in Star Glow Media. We just launched the series this week with two brand new episodes. So if you and the kids dig music and good storytelling and getting lost in fantastical, unexplored worlds, you got to check out Music Land Stories. Find it, follow it, and hear episodes one and two right now with new episodes coming at you every Tuesday. All right, let's talk some movies. Badlands listeners, are you here? Are you with me? Are you too tired to go to bed? Too riled up to stay home? I know I am. This is another podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Badlands, the rap party. Welcome to the Badlands bonus episode, another thing we like to call the rap party. And just like that other show, this is a show that comes after the show. A voyage from one episode of Badlands to the other, the back lot breakdown of sorts. On this bonus episode, we are talking about Benedict Cumberbatch, plus my recommendations and your movie-focused voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. Badlands listeners, let's get into it. Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the rap party. Let's dive right into Benedict Cumberbatch. You know him as Doctor Strange from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or maybe Sherlock Holmes over on my new favorite destination, the BBC, or maybe as Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness, or maybe just that dude with the long name that's really fun to say, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, But way back in 2004, long before the British actor crossed over into the American mainstream, our guy, Benedict Cumberbatch, was kidnapped along with two other actors on the side of the road in South Africa, bound, thrown into a car, and then, well, I'm not going to give it all away here. You can hear this story, the wild story, in this week's brand new episode of Badlands, okay? 
We get into that, as well as equally wild stories about losing your mind while hiking the Himalayas and coming to the rescue of a bike messenger under attack on the streets of London. Benedict Cumberbatch is like a real-life action star. That's why we wanted to do this episode. You guys are going to dig it. Trust me. 617-906-6638. Call me. Let me know what you think of this Benedict Cumberbatch episode. Let me know what you think of Benedict Cumberbatch. Is he your favorite actor from the Marvel? You know, I don't care. I don't care about Marvel there. I said it. Okay. I'm not going to pretend. My kids care about it. Kind of. Not really. They're kind of more into Star Wars at the moment. So I'm not going to do this whole call me about Benedict Cumberbatch thing. You can call me about whatever you want. Let's do some voicemails and texts right now from you guys. Let's hear from you guys. Hey, Jake, it's Clinton from the 317. Just finished listening to your most recent rap party episode talking about Christmas movies. Number one, of course, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't care how much of an asshole Chevy Chase is. That movie still cracks me up every time I watch it. And then my next two are the same story, but on really two ends of the spectrum. Uh, they're both based off of A Christmas Carol, the the Charles Dickens story. One is Scrooged because I love watching Bill Murray get the shit kicked out of him by Carol Kane. And then over on the other end of the road, it's, it's A Christmas Carol, but it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. Michael Kane as Scrooge is great. Uh, Kermit the Frog is Bob Cratchit. It's... I have a soft spot for the Muppets, and I think a lot of people do as well. It's one that I watch every Christmas season. I adore it, and Scrooge cracks me up, but the Muppet Christmas Carol melts my heart every time. It's just, that's that's who I am, man. So, anyway, have a great holiday, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Rock and roll Clinton, these are amazing choices, classic choices. I think all of us here can say that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is one of the all-time best. I have friends who are kind of neither kind of 50-50 on the Bill Murray Scrooge, and I get it. I don't know. Is it I don't know. It's it's on the it's on the bubble for me. Definitely on the bubble for me. But uh you cannot mess with the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's incredible. We watch it every year with my kids. Uh, my kids are all into these new Christmas movies. Just watch Candy Cane Lane, the Eddie Murphy thing. Uh I was like half watching it. I barely watched it. I was in the room, I'll put it that way. My kids loved it. And I talked about it a little bit on Instagram, got some feedback from you guys that it was not good. But uh I don't know. I mean, the the parts I saw, it's Eddie Murphy. I just kind of can't not like Eddie Murphy. I'm pre-programmed to like Eddie Murphy. Just based on my age, growing up, delirious, raw. Was there a bigger stand-up comic than Eddie Murphy in the 80s? I don't think so. Funny thing about Eddie Murphy that I always admired when I got older and I started to learn a little bit about him is that his whole thing wasn't to like emulate other comedians. His whole thing was he wanted to be Elvis fucking Presley. (laughs) And you can see it. You can see it in the outfits and delirious and raw. And he was a star unlike any other. And he's just imprinted uh, himself onto my brain. And it kind of doesn't matter what he does. I'm going to be there for it. So if you're like me, maybe give Candy Cane Lane (laughs) a shot. I can't believe I'm saying that in this bonus episode. Don't hold it against me. Uh, Before I say too much, let's do some more voicemails and texts right here. Hey, Jake, Mike from the 412. Christmas movies. I love them. 
here's my top 10. Number 10, I'll Be Home for Christmas, a cheesy 90s road trip movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. Uh, number 9, Jingle All the Way with Arnie and Sinbad. Number 8, Elf, Love Will Ferrell. Number 7, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Number 6, Home Alone, Love the First Two Movies. Number 5, Feast of the Seven Fishes. This came out about four years ago. It's a great coming-of-age story uh, set in the 80s around a teenager and is an Italian-American family. Great cast. Uh, highly recommended. Should be on Netflix. Check it out. Number four, The Holdovers. Just came out this year and is my favorite film of 2023. See it in theater if you can. You're going to love it. Number three, White Christmas. Bing Crosby tap dancing with Danny fucking K. What's not to love? Number two, It's a Wonderful Life. An instant classic. Alding sign gets me every time. And number one, A Christmas Story. Maybe cliche, but I love seeing Christmas through the perspective of a kid, and it makes me nostalgic for a time way before I was even born. There you go. Merry Christmas. Rock and roll. Mike, great voicemail. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I let that, that's a long voicemail, but I let it go because I thought it was such a great comprehensive list there from Mike. Hit a lot of my favorites there and things that I hadn't seen that he mentioned I want to talk about anyways. So there's, yes, of course, Home Alone 1. I don't know about 2, but I'll give you 1 for sure. Never seen Jingle All the Way. You mentioned that. Maybe I'll check that out with my kids, little Arnie. I remember Conan from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, with, I don't even want, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it justice. But, you know, I watched Feast of the Seven Fishes and it just hit Netflix, but I thought, I thought it was new. I didn't realize this was an older film. I thought this was a new movie. Kind of burning my recommendation there. That's going to go on my recommendations bit later. But now you guys know Feast of the Seven Fishes. That's on Netflix right now. You mentioned The Holdovers, which is a brand new movie, which is by the guy, Thomas Paine, I believe is his name, who did Sideways interesting thing about this movie is a big portion of it was filmed at my aunt's house in Clinton, Massachusetts. Um, so this is, and this is a big movie. It's actually playing in the theater right down the street from my place here. And I'm not in Massachusetts. There's some Oscar buzz around this film. And it's one of those stories that just, you know, my aunt Poppy was at home one day, got a knock on her door. It was a producer and was like, Hey, we love your house and we want to rent it. And uh, we'll put you up in a hotel. They came in. She has one of these great, I guess, I don't know when it was built, 60s, 70s, probably 70s, kind of modern. It's just one floor, split level, sunken living room. My Aunt Poppy was also on The Price is Right in the 70s. Uh, for anyone who knows me and knows my family, you probably know this story, so I apologize, but she won like whatever the, the big prize is at the end. So she still has all that like, grandfather clock and all that furniture from the, that she won in The Price is Right in the house. It's very 70s and very cool. But anyways, yeah, The Holdovers was filmed there and I'm excited to see it. And Mike, uh, now you know. I think it's actually Paul Giamatti's house. I think that's what it's used as in the film, The Holdovers. So check that out. Also, just great list here. White Christmas, so much good stuff. You get me psyched here to watch some Christmas movies, Mike. All you guys, let's see what else we got here for voicemails. All right, we're going to get dark here. We were talking about, oh, we're keeping it light with the Christmas stuff, but I this is so dark I'm going to play it because we were talking about, uh, I think, 
I don't know why. Uh, one of the Badlands episodes we released, well, we went way back to the 30s. So I was asking about 1930s and, and earlier uh, silent film content. This is a brief voicemail from John in the 203. This is John from the 203. Bark and McCullough was a comedy team back in the 30s. They made lots of comedy films. I think they were around even before the Marx Brothers. Uh, McCullough, Paul McCullough, the partner of Bobby Clark, committed suicide after leaving a sanitarium, stopping at a barbershop, grabbing the razor, slashing both his wrist and throat. I always wondered what the deep story was behind that. Thank you. John, you always wondered what that deep story was behind it because, John, I think you are a sicko just like I am. And I'm just the type of sicko to get into this. This is fascinating to me. I have no idea. I've never even heard of Parker McCullough. But uh, <laughs> the action of this is what pulled me in. You know, committed suicide after leaving a sanitarium and just stopping randomly at a barbershop. Gra you just couldn't wait. Just stopped at a barbershop, grabbed the razor, slashed both wrists and throat. Where? On the sidewalk, I presume? I don't know, but I'm interested. Park and McCullough, I'm going to look into it, John. Um, <laughs> thanks for the very dark voicemail. Let's see what else we got here. All right, let's check out this voicemail from Joey in the 520. Good morning, Jake. It's Trucker Joey. Just riding around listening to you. You uh, mentioned our comments on what we'd like to hear or what interests us. You know what I like to hear? Stories about actors or famous people who were not intending to be thrust into that position of being celebrities. You know, like Harrison Ford. He was a carpenter hanging at a door doing some work at the studios, and they said, hey, you want to you try out for this? Joey, good to hear from you, man. Appreciate you listening while you're out there driving around. Yeah, Harrison Ford, I think, uh, did I tell you this already? Did I tell you guys? We have an episode on Harrison Ford that's done. I recorded it. It's coming soon. So yeah, you'll be happy to hear that. I love that too. I love those stories of how so-and-so got into the business, wasn't really trying to do it, and just kind of fell ass backward into it. Not exactly what happened to Harrison Ford, but uh, close enough. You'll see when you hear the episode. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back in a flash, do some text from you guys. All right, we are back. Let's do some text, guys. 617-906-6638. Hit me with a text. Hit me with a voicemail on anything you want. We're into this whole Christmas content here, but I got this very interesting text from the 303. I want to read it to you here. You know, I'm always asking about what you guys do, what you do for work. It says, uh, Jake, I work in IT, and my company has contracted a ransomware prevention company. We are listening today to their findings and recommendations, and all I can hear is, this is the recommendations part, the part where we recommend. <laughs> Nice. I'm in your head, 303. I am in there. All right. What else we got here? Let's do another one. This one from the 818. Hello, Jake. Wanted to send you a short message. I sent you a voicemail. Didn't hear back, but I just got done watching this Hulu documentary called The Wrecking Crew. Pretty amazing documentary on things we didn't even know about in the music industry from the 50s and the 60s. And what I found was surprising uh, was one of the interviews with Dick Clark, uh, and he didn't even know about it. It's worth a watch. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, I think you'll enjoy it. If you don't, uh, well, now you know. So thank you, sir, for doing all you've done. I've learned a lot from you, and I recommend people listening to you all the time. 
All your shows are absolutely amazing. Happy holidays and the very best to you and your family, Cynthia. Cynthia, the best to you and your family as well. That's from Cynthia in the 818 in The Wrecking Crew. I've never seen the documentary that Cynthia is talking about. A lot of my friends have. I'm pretty sure a lot of the folks who work here at Double Elvis have, have heard this as well. Uh, the Wrecking Crew is the famous, or I should say not so famous, group of studio musicians from the 60s and 70s that played on hit after hit after hit after hit. And there's this great documentary about them, as Cynthia has hipped us to. Speaking of The Wrecking Crew, if you guys can hear any of that out there, I apologize. I've got a lot of construction in my neighborhood right now, and I'm in a makeshift studio that I've been in for the last couple months, and I will be in for the next few months as we continue to build our new studio out in my new backyard. So that's going on. I apologize if you can hear any of that banging and clanging around out there. i got a bunch of guys working hard out in the neighborhood in the properties next to mine. These guys are busting their asses. Don't worry, I bring them beers on Fridays. Fridays around 5, I head out with the Cervezas. And I hit the guys up. Um, I'm not sure if they're all 21, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right, let's do a couple more texts. 705 writes in, Ice Cold Murders, five seasons set in Northern Italy. Lupin, two of three seasons set in Paris. That's from Pete in the 705. Pete, my man, you must be hip to the fact that I am obsessed with Shetland. And uh, Ice Cold Murders, I'm guessing that sounds like it's... Uh, recommendation from you and I appreciate it. The 609 writes in, Hey Jake, my favorite Christmas movie is really hard to find. It's Reckless, starring Mia Farrow on Christmas Eve. A husband guiltily admits to his wife he has hired a killer to take her out and she flees, meeting dark, quirky characters through her journey. Half the time the scenery looks like a snow globe. I haven't seen it in years, but I thought it was hysterical. 609. You guys know about this movie 609 is talking about called Reckless with Mia Farrow? Christmas movie? I don't. Hit me up if you do. Sounds very interesting. All right. The 775 writes in, Jake, I loved Star 80 when I was younger. Haven't seen it in years, but now I plan to watch it again soon. Maybe today. I really enjoyed the noir way you did the Dorothy Stratton episode. Very good. Very entertaining. Yeah, 775. Thank you. Appreciate that. 775 is writing in regards to the Dorothy Stratton episode that we just released last week. Was that last week? Feels like it was a while ago. Anyways, we did this whole noir thing, if you guys have heard it. And if you haven't, go listen to it. And I have a really cool idea for you guys, something I want to produce next year kind of neo, new noir. I'm into this style. I'm into figuring out what the updated version of noir can and should be in audio. We fucked with it a little bit in the past and I'm excited to get into it a little bit in the future. All right. So now, you know, we were talking about best private dick films, 540 writes in best private dick was Powers Booth on HBO back in the day. Good old Philip Marlowe. He played the hard boiled thing to a T. Chinatown is a close second. Burt Reynolds in City Heat with Clint Eastwood. Wow. Burt Reynolds is in a movie with Clint Eastwood. I did not know that. Incredible stuff. 617-906-6638. We're coming up to the end of the year, guys. We're coming up to the holidays. Hit me with the Christmas recommendations. Stuff I may not have heard of. Old classics are always welcome as well. Voicemail and text. I'm going to take a quick break. Back in a flash. All right, we are back. Here we go with the music connection for this week's Benedict Cumberbatch main episode. 
In September 2016, you guys might find this interesting. In September 2016 at the Royal Albert Hall in London, Benedict Cumberbatch joined Pink Floyd's David Gilmore on stage. And he sang Pink Floyd's classic song, Comfortably Numb, if you can believe that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Just one of those things. People loved it. It's on YouTube. You can go love it as you want as well. Uh, afterwards, Benedict Cumberbatch said, uh, he said this. He said, to stand on that stage that close to David Gilmore and watch him make that guitar sing and his voice just, well, get richer and richer with time. No matter how excessive it goes, it is just superb. I thought I would regret not doing it more than I would regret doing it, though it makes me cringe a bit to watch it. I presume that Benedict Cumberbatch is talking about the video of him singing with Pink Floyd. He goes on to say, but it surely was unbelievable. All right, so what do you think? Should Cumberbatch step in to uh, Roger Waters' shoes here with David Gilmore's band and do the wall in its entirety? Should he just stick to acting? I don't know, man. I don't make the rules. Speaking of acting, however, let's take a look at some of Benedict Cumberbatch's movies over the years. 2011, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, great movie. 2011, also War Horse, 2013, Star Trek, Into Darkness, 2013, 12 Years a Slave, 2013, August, Osage County, 2013, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, Kill Me If I'm Saying That Wrong, Pronouncing Smog Wrong. What a 2013 for Benedict Cumberbatch, though. Some other ones, Imitation Game, Black Mass, where he plays Billy Bulger. Doctor Strange in 2016, The Avengers, The Grinch, Between Two Ferns, The Movie, 2019, 1917, 2021, The Power of the Dog, and 2023, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. This is a new short, a Wes Anderson short. It's on Netflix. Uh, Raul Dahl adaptation. 617-906-6638. Hit me up with your favorite Benedict Cumberbatch films. Hit me up with anything you want. I'm here to talk. I especially want to talk about the holiday and the Christmas movies. So hit me up with all your holiday and Christmas content recommendations. I have very few recommendations. Again, I got to get out of this Shetland wormhole, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just deep in. It's all I'm doing. I'm doing that and I'm reading about Anthony Bourdain. That's really it. And I guess, I guess I'm watching sort of. I have Bourdain episodes on constantly just seeping in the whole fucking street walking cheetah thing that is Anthony Bourdain and I'm getting ready to write this episode that I'm hoping is going to blow you guys away. Uh, still as of yet to be determined which feed that will go in. You know it. We're thinking about combining the Badlands and the Disgraceland feeds and covering different artists who aren't just from music, but do have a music bent. Anthony Bourdain is a perfect example. He's a very rock and roll type of character. You know, I guess what I should do is ask you guys what your favorite Bourdain content is. I'm rereading Kitchen Confidential. This is the third time I've read it. Uh, one of the very few books that I've read twice in my life. And had I known that I was going to do an episode on Anthony Bourdain and have to research him, I probably, I guess I still would have read it that second time. But now I'm reading it a third time. And you know what? I'm finding it to be just as enjoyable. I'm laughing out loud. I'm having a blast. I'm going to read Medium Raw as well. That's his, uh, I think that's his second book. I haven't read that one yet. And then I'm going to read, um, I'm going to read, there's a oral history and I think I'm going to read also, there's an unofficial biography. I'll read, I might read that too. We shall see. And of course, I'm going to watch Roadrunner again, and I'm going to cry probably a lot. I hate to admit that, but it's true. 617-906-6638. Guys, hit me with your favorite Bourdain content. Favorite episodes, really. That's what I want to hear 
I want to dive into some of the stuff that you guys love. He has so much to dig into here, and I'm only doing this as a one-part episode. So this is one of those rare things where I'm going to have to get really, really intentional and economic in how I write this thing. So it'd be good to know what you guys are digging on before I do that. 617-906-6638. Back in a flash, we'll recap this thing. Six one seven nine zero six 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 three eight. We are back, guys. Happy to be here at Disgraceland Pod on the socials. Got a really interesting thing happening right now over on Instagram. If you're not following us there, you should be. We've been releasing these daily shorts, these little reels, and they're uh, they're you know lighting up the little Instagram algorithm there. Got a lot of heat, a lot of new followers, and a lot of new listeners. So if you're not following us over there, you're only following us here in the podcast feed. And make sure you head over to at Pod on Instagram. Give us a follow there. All right, here we go. We're going to recap this. Then we're going to take off. We're going to go back to buying our Christmas presents, back to being with our families, back to celebrating the holiday here. You're going to call me 617-906-6638 or text me and you're going to let me know what Christmas content you guys are absorbing or you want to be absorbing or that I should be absorbing. You're going to let me know what your favorite Anthony Bourdain content is specifically your favorite Anthony Bourdain episodes, both from No Reservations and from, oh, this is killing me. I'm going to have to look it up, aren't I? I don't want to look it up. I hate looking up shit when I'm talking to you guys. What is it? What is it? Anthony Bourdain TV show is freaking parts unknown. Oh, kill me now. I hate that that wasn't there right at the tip of my tongue. All right, it was. It just wasn't available to me. That's the thing. Some things are available to us and others aren't. Number one, we're recapping. Number one, the obvious, our brand new episode on Benedict Cumberbatch is available in your feed, your Badlands feed right now. Go check that out. Number two, next week in Badlands, a new episode on Robert Blake. Number three, over in the Disgraceland feed, we just dropped a new episode on Sean Diddy Combs and a rewind episode from the archive on The Temptations. Number four, 617-906-6638. Keep this Badlands movie conversation going. Call me. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text. Number five, I got a split. I got other podcast record and I have to return some videotapes. So right now, a second dose of bliss for yours truly. In honor of this week's Badlands episode, me reading to you the script from Black Mass. Interior, Triple O's, Night. Whitey and Flemmy are angry. O'Neill wears a sheepish look. Whitey, well, this is a hot mess. O'Neill, those dagos threatened to cut my throat. I got a family. Whitey, they offered you half? O'Neill nods. Whitey continued. On everything? Cigarettes? Candy? O'Neill nods. Whitey continued. Generous. They made good on a payment? O'Neill nods. And this concerns Whitey and Flemmy. O'Neill, help me out, Jimmy. I have no options. Whitey. Options. Honoring our deal is the only option. Otherwise, your whole wife wanted the option. Open casket after I stick my knife in your stomach and lift till you're off the ground. O'Neill knows why he speaks the truth. Funny. We'll be back for our money. Interior. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.